This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Consider becoming a Drama Victoria member today. We would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record. We record on the land of the Wurundjeri Willem people. We would like to pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and thanks for listening. Today we are speaking with Lindy Clark, a VCE Theatre Studies expert teacher, all about the written exam for VCE Theatre Studies. We're going to talk through how you might consider preparing for the exam and some advice on what to do when you're in the room and writing or reading. Without any further ado, I bring you Lindy Clark. Welcome to the podcast, Lindy. Hello, how are you? I'm pretty fab in these times. I'm pretty fab. I hope you're fab. Yeah, we're very fab. (laughs) Absolutely. So we are here to talk about the VC Theatre Studies written exam and how students might want to prepare. It's in October 28th this year. It's only a few days away, just over a week. Um, And I thought, you know, it'd be a great idea to sit down with someone who knows all about theatre studies and talk through maybe how students might want to prepare and plan They've got 90 minutes to write and 15 minutes to read. And I'd love to share what I tell my students and you can tell me where I'm wrong or uh, what you share with your students as well. Are you happy to do that? Absolutely. Let's do it. Fab. So my suggestion straight away, obviously, is in the, in the preparation time. We've got you know three sections, an unseen stimulus section, plus two plays to talk about a unit three play and a unit four play. To some degree, the students can prepare a lot of those unit three, unit four responses within reason. You can look through the study design and find all the things that you need to incorporate, read the assessor's report and find out what are the important elements that I need to include in these questions, trial the questions from previous exams and give yourself a red hot go at at marking and and writing them and getting your teacher to give you some feedback. So I think uh, reading time is probably best spent about, you know, two to three minutes on the questions that you've probably pre-prepared in advance within reason to spend some time on that unit three play and that unit four play to work out, hmm, what am I going to say for this 10 mark? Because there's often one big question and then the other section with three smaller questions. How am I going to answer these? Okay, I think I've got that. Time yourself to three or four minutes. Be happy with that and then move on to spend the majority of the thinking and reading time on the unseen stimulus and deciding what production uh, roles you are going to choose for which questions because I think that can be a really secret to to unpacking and getting something great out of those responses and writing something that matters is by thinking oh you know it's it's asking about context so perhaps I should go with with this with a production role that helps me explain context okay this one's asking about acting and character choices I should probably choose a production role that leans more towards that um, and then you can start reading that, you know, often lots of information, looking at the script, thinking about your annotations. And that is how I advise students to look at that 15 minutes. What do you think about that? I think that's great. I think one of the things, I think everything you've just said is incredibly important. One of the things the kids often are not told by teachers in any subject is you don't have to do a written exam chronologically. You start, um, and I've been saying this to my students for years, start with the question you think you can answer the most easily. So you get into that exam, 90 minutes is not a lot of time, 15 minutes for the content you have to read and absorb and understand is, is really not a lot of time. And let's be, let's be really clear here. What they're asking you to do is take a culmination of two, possibly three years 
of theatre studies education and apply it in 90 minutes. Trying to be creative off the cuff is a really tough ask. I don't think any of us, any of us creative teachers, you know, the ones that we wear the weird clothes and say the weird things, even even our crazy, <laughs> even our crazy isn't going to be able to come up with something all that innovative and spontaneous and spectacular in a 90-minute period. So you were talking about um, the Unit 3 play and the Unit 4 play. Uh, we know you have to look at actor and performance, which is, you know, looking at focusing on the Unit 4 stuff. Unit 3 is your own production, um, 3.1. You're, you're looking at stuff hopefully you already know. So you get in there, you read the questions. What is the question that screams out to you, let's do it? This is the one I can answer. So when they give you your 15-minute reading time, be strategic. This is like going into a footy grand final or a running a marathon or a doing a debate. It's even working on getting a production down, learning your lines. It's strategic, yeah? You go into this and go, okay, where did I get my best sack results? Maybe that's where I should, where do I feel most confident with my language skills? Go in there, look at, look through the 15 minutes and that 15 minutes is all about strategy. It also is all about uh, comprehension. Read through a question and when that, they say you may now commence writing, underline, and don't underline everything, <laughs> underline and don't just underline because I found reading through the exams on a several occasions because um, I have the concentration span of a blowfly, I look at stuff and go, oh, they've, they've, um, they've bolded that word, but there's words around it that are equally important, like the word evaluate. Yeah. They never bold evaluate. Now, if you do not give evaluative terms in any of your Section A responses or your B and C, you simply are not going to get the marks you need, okay? And we're going into this to get the marks you want. So strategically circle um, and read the questions again and again and look for something that might be tricky that you know that you're likely to possibly forget. Uh, then when they say start after you've done that, my suggestion would be write, loosen up. It's like warming up, doing some vocal and physical exercises before a performance. Go and do the question, maybe the short answer question, assuming it's unit the question C as it has been historically, go in there and have a little go at that. Yeah, they may be easy 10 marks, but dot pointing or just doing those small sentences, three, four sentences per question, might just be loosening up yeah getting the creative juices flowing and absolutely then, and that's the unit four stuff you've just been studying like yeah you know, that's yeah, the play that, you've just finished doing so it's fresh in your mind and why not just feel good about it as you said get exactly. in there and feel confident you should know you should certainly that it should be fresh off the top of your head because you've just finished revising it weeks ago um and you you just Start with the question. It might be the last question in the exam, but it might be the easiest marks to get. Then my suggestion, like you you um, said, Nick, is section A is worth a bucket load of grades, yeah? Yeah. Be really, really careful and go in there and try and do that one second. Now, if 
the stimulus is something you've never seen. It's a theatrical style you don't know or you're not aware of. The point would be look at the pictures. They put stimulus pictures, diagrams, photos there. Look if they put a venue and a, a, a visual of that. Look at the hints that they actually feed you. Now, we're all going in there like rabbits in a headlight, but look at the hints that they will give you when you're in that space. They don't just do colour pictures for no reason because it costs a lot of money to the VCAA when they do those colour plates. So look at the colours that they've chosen. Look at the colour palettes. If you're doing a design area, and really before you go into that exam, you should have two or three areas of uh, production roles that you're competent in. You may have just done a, two design areas for your monologue. Are those two your areas of expertise? You will have used that sort of language, the theatrical glossary in your um, monologue design pitch or in your interpretation statement. Yeah. So look, look at the language that you're most comfortable at, with. Um, say you've done acting and direction. Um, you've also got perhaps two other stagecraft slash production role areas that you've used in your unit 3.1. Every time you've been involved in a play, all that knowledge, every play you've been to see, all that knowledge should go and be applied to that section A. Now, really, when you're preparing for this, I guess, I'd go back, I've just been in and looked at the 220s written examiner's report, doesn't have um, written examples, but the 219, which is the first year of this study, has examples of uh, strong work by students. And you will notice they do not do a literary first paragraph. 90 minutes, you're not writing an English exam of three hours. Get to your point, get to your point really quickly and give specific examples. Think in terms of every time you use a theatrical term, it could possibly be a mark. Yeah, every time you say something, how, when, why, and where would be my little areas. And you might wanna write that at the start of the exam. How do I do it? Why do I do it? Where do I do it? When do I do it? Examples. Uh, and, and you can always go back. So when, you're doing the exam, pace yourself, as Nick suggested. You get in there, only 90 minutes. We smash out section C, bang, we've got that down. We can always go back to if, if you're struggling with a section. I would suggest you, you do section A again. Uh, it'd be the second section. Uh, breathe. And remember those three stages in, in your study and your revision have a look at your planning stage. So important, those three stages to understand yeah. what happens in each of those yeah. stages. It's so vital. And knowing the difference between stages, and I have this trouble with kids, they come into planning and they've given me way too much detail, which is lovely because I love a kid who's enthusiastic, right? But planning is big picture. When you're talking about research, what sort of research? And you know the most important part of planning that a lot of kids forget? Reading and annotating the script. Yeah. looking at mood shifts um, and why those mood shifts occur. And that happens and that will react with all sorts of areas of um, design, such as how do you show that mood? Some suggestions with, with uh, costume or lighting or sound or set. Yeah. 
are those keywords popping out for you? Are there repetitions of themes? Are there, you know, are there seasons that are brought up? Is there anything that you can extract and find something for your interpretation? And look at the pictures they give you. That could <laughs> help you. Um, perfect. And, and, yeah, you're right, Nick. And then in that planning stage, come up with language for that planning stage. Have a look back at the past exams and see it the language that's been successful. Then the development style, you know, stage, the trial and the errors. Yeah. The Experimentation. And technology. Technology can be your phone. You know, don't overthink this stuff. You know it when you go in there. You've got great teachers out there and they will have given you the language, even the language they use when they're talking to you in revision. Just think about all of that stuff. If you've got acting smart, look at the language they use in some of the examples of that. And, uh, and then the presentation stage. So go through that. And then the killer is theatre composition. Know your theatre compositions and, you know, what they mean, how, how you could es- establish that with the rhythm, yeah, variation, all sorts of, um, yeah. And understanding the difference between variation and contrast, understanding, yes. you know, w- that motion may come up and they may give it to you on purpose, that motion and rhythm are probably the most rarely talked about so they make sure that everyone knows them so they put them in the exams. You know, don't, yeah. don't just hope. They don't ask for the, the tough ones. You know, emphasis yeah. is easy. Contrast is easy. Cohesion yeah. is, is simple, but these ones are tricky and require you know, deep understanding. Yeah, and, and you know what? You know this, people, just getting up on the floor, doing your monologues, yeah, doing the monologue exam, it's, it's a culmination of years of work and you've shown two areas of, of those elements. So- and maybe look around your classroom, your peers, may not have done the exact same production roles as you, you know, you've just, you did a production earlier in the year. What did you do in those production meetings? What did you do in the planning stage? You don't have to make it up and pretend you can just use your memory and look at your journal entries that you did and said, Oh, you know, I actually really liked the way Sophie created um, her her costume design. That was a really interesting choice of symbol. I might steal that in my exam. You know, I might use that example of of, Bridget or Rhonda. Steal everything. Steal every yeah. set, steal every set, every set you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, think about the concepts. What is the thematic, what's a thematic thread in that, um, what are they asking you? What sort of feel is Section A? Is it a happy play? Is it a sad play? I'm being really trite here. But yeah, what course, is the mood they're trying to, because that's going to reflect in every form of design production role you, you're involved in. Yeah, and and just something as simple as as sound, where you put the speakers. Why not, if it's if it's horror, if it's a gothic horror, why not put a speaker underneath the um, audience's seat? Just think about stuff that you've gone. Yeah, no, that's a bit much. We can't do it at school. Well, you're in a written exam. You can do it as long as it is OH and S. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah, turn you... that base up and see what yeah. happens. Yeah, we don't want you giving Nana a heart attack. But, <laughs> um, yeah, but think about all these areas you maybe in your own school that you haven't had the opportunities, you haven't had the facilities. If they don't give you a venue, be realistic because what the examiner is trying to see is that you you can actually do a production. You can write confidently and show and demonstrate that you designed for a production, whether and, it's- yeah. and of and of course, everyone wants you to do well. Every assessor picks up that exam, hoping this is going to be the easy exam they've ever marked in their life. 
it's just Absolutely. mark, 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 mark. They really want to, they want to see it. And on marks, just briefly, it might, it might be really important to look at how many marks each question is worth. Exactly. Go, okay. This is a three mark question. I need to ensure that there are three vital elements that I include in this. And here, you know, here's a 10 mark question. There are probably eight to 10 things they really need me to include. So let's have a look and break that down. That's something yeah. I, I sometimes work on with my students too, talking yeah. through what are these marks being given for? They're not randomly allocated. They're there for a specific reason. Yeah. And that's the strategy going in. When you're reading in that 15 minute period, part of that strategy, yeah, is exactly looking at where the big buck mark is and, and, and taking into account where you need to spend your time and hopefully giving yourself a, I know, five minutes, am I being crazy, uh, at the end of the exam? Because you know what? There is nothing sadder than marking a written exam, turning a page and a kid's missed a question. Yep. Like an easy, I remember a couple of years ago, there was a question on theatre technology and it was over the page. I don't know if it was section A, D or E, question E, and a and, and several kids, I don't know if the paper had been stuck together, they'd missed a five-mark question. And that can be the difference yeah. in grade, like Absolutely. a big difference. So go back at the end and check that you have answered every question. And if you're running out of time, my friends, dot, point, and draw. Draw large. Don't draw little. Draw bigger than a, much bigger than a postage stamp. But if you're drawing, annotate, because those annotations are like dot points. They get you marks. Examiners are looking to give you marks, as Nick said. Desperate to give you marks. Please. <laughs> that's all yeah. that's all that, that's all they want. <laughs> all we want to do is <laughs> give you a mark. Give you a mark. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, of course, we're talking about what to do in this in this short amount of time they're actually writing. There's 90 minutes of writing and 15 minutes of reading. But there's obviously things you can do, as Lindy was saying, to prepare beforehand. You know, vocab lists, getting your study groups together. Um, you know you're going to probably have to describe a character you've never seen before in this unseen stimulus. You're likely going to have to describe a bunch of different characters. Why not look at archetypal characters that exist in theatre and drama and story yeah. and be able yeah. to describe them well? What are 10 yeah. fantastic describing words for a villain or for a hero? What are yeah. 10 fantastic describing words for a comic foil? Like you, yeah. you, know, you know something's going to come up like that. Why not be prepared? What do you got to lose to preparing those words? And nonverbal and verbal descriptors like, yeah, you know, the gate. Yeah. Uh, elongated gait or um, convex chest, you know. Yeah, All and patterns that are symmetrical and asymmetrical. You know, yeah. start having the vocab ready. Yeah, and um, just the other thing is consider looking through your old sacks, you know, teachers. Well, I know we just love Mark and sacks and putting ticks next to things, but look where we put the most ticks. Where have you done well in a sack? What phrasing have you used? The teachers ticked. Or gone, yeah, rephrase this. Go back and be really critical of your own stuff and go, okay, I need to, this opening line didn't work. Let me find another one. Who got A plus? Let me hear what they said. Yeah. Look at best practice sacks. If you can't, if you haven't got people who are willing to um, work with you, and trust me, working as a team is an enormous benefit I've seen at work year after year after year. You're not up against each other in this exam. You know, be generous because it's karma. And it's and, going to help you as well. Yeah, you know, you yeah. think you know everything. I promise you work with a group and you'll work out quickly. There's some fantastic things that people offer. Little Absolutely. insights for you. And go back again and look in that written exam and see how quickly they get to their point and steal the phrase that opens the sack. Um, you know, look, look at that stuff and go, 
all right, this is work. Look at your practice sacks if you've, uh, sorry, practice exams. Where are your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? If you're, a, if you're absolutely acing one sack, then, okay, give yourself some work on it and revision, but look for the areas that your Achilles heels are. Look at the areas that you go, okay, I'm not doing so well there. Why? And ask the question. Ask your teachers the question. Ask yourself the question, I would suggest. Yeah. Great. Well, I think we have lots of things to consider before going into the exam in, in just a few days, but I think it's vital and really helpful advice, Lindy, that, you know, oh, get together. You know they even- just need to know we're not the enemy. Get in there and, you know, just think of all the fun you've had in theatre studies. Think of all the creative craziness. Bring it in the room. Solid advice. Bring some fun to the exam. And I thought I might add just at the end or or get your advice on this. Uh, A lot of the questions are are linked and it's really important, I think, that students read the questions that are connected to make sure that their concept is consistent where it needs to be. Sometimes they don't repeat. Yeah, and they don't. That's a really excellent point, Nick, particularly particularly in Section A. Sometimes kids start answering a question without reading the question afterwards. And, in fact, they should have put the response in the next answer. Um, Yeah. Read, read that they're linked, but make sure you don't dump all your fabulous knowledge in section B when it should, some of it should go in section C. Yeah. So maybe just if you don't have all the time in the world to do 10,000 practice exams, reading the exams would be a great place to start understanding what they look like. Oh, okay. So question E is asking me to refer to what I said in in D and D is asking me to refer to annotations I made in, in part A. So I really should make sure my annotations will be able to connect later to D or to E or to make sure that you put that in. I mean, it is a comprehension activity, which I think we have to acknowledge. Like there's yeah. a lot of stuff you need to be able to do, but they need to separate the 49s and 48s from the 46s and the 38s and the 50s. Like yeah. there needs to be yeah. really tricky questions that really push you and challenge you. And by reading exams, you might be prepared for that. If, you, if you're a bit confused, when you get into that exam and they tell you, uh, you may now start writing, I would suggest you circle keywords like evaluate and stuff like that and and have your evaluative terms ready before you go in the space. And secondly, timelines. If you're a visual learner like me, on one of those pieces of paper, you can write plan section A out. What is expected in planning? What are they asking me in these? It may save you angst because sometimes people get get an idea fabulously at the beginning and then halfway through the exam, uh, you know, their brain did and they've forgotten what their fabulous idea was jot down that section i a some creative bombs before you even start writing the actual exam yeah and and as you said i think the most important thing is have some fun examiners love reading stuff that's fun and full of jeu de vivre and uh, everyone's having a great time and the ideas are fun and spontaneous and there's clearly joy on the page absolutely Um, and speaking of joy, Lindy, thank you so much for your time today. So beneficial. I've learned so much from listening to you and hearing oh, from you. So my thank absolute you. pleasure. And kids, good luck with everything. Just breathe. Look out the window. Feel, yeah, just feel your everything you've done over the years that Theatre Studies has been to you and just breathe. And good luck. Thanks, Lindy. Bye. Bye. 
that is all from us at The Aside. Huge thanks to Lindy Clark for giving us her time. If you'd like some more help preparing for the VCE Theatre Studies written exam, you can listen to a number of the episodes of The Aside, including the Analyze and Evaluate episode, a look at the elements of theatre composition, the theatre styles, and many more. Have a look through our bank of episodes and find one that piques your interest. If you'd like to ask us a question, please do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. We answer a number of emails each week and are very happy to help. Huge thanks to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, to Eltham College for letting us record here, and of course, thank you for listening.